Welcome to Health Unscripted, brought to you by The Cigna Group, a podcast featuring real, raw conversations with some of the most knowledgeable experts in the healthcare industry. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Health Unscripted podcast. I'm Kelly Brundine, and I will be hosting our conversation today about the top healthcare trends of 2024. I currently lead Cygnus sales and network enablement operations for our U.S. employer healthcare business. And having worked in this industry for over 30 years now, I have to say I've always been amazed by both the rapid pace of change, but also the sheer volume of forces that impact how we think about and experience healthcare. So I'm really excited to roll around in this a bit today. With me here to do just that is Heather Dukalensky. Cygnus Senior Vice President of Strategy, Solutions, and Pharmacy. In addition to being one of my all-around favorite people to talk to just in general, Heather is the perfect person to walk us through the top healthcare trends. Every day, she and her team are focused on taking what they hear from our customers and employer clients and translating that into innovative new solutions. So Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. Before we dive in, can I ask you to share a bit about yourself and your career journey? Thank you, Kelly, and thank you for doing this with me. This is a, a really complex industry, and we work as a team to figure out what are the next things that we can do to be better, and I'm thrilled to spend a little bit of time with you, Kelly, having this conversation. And my name's Heather Dugalinski. I've been at Cigna for the majority of my career. I've spent the majority of that career in this space, our U.S. employer healthcare space, working with employers of all sizes, but I spent a large part of my career working with clients that are the biggest. And that really exposed me to a lot of innovation that kind of tends to happen in the upper end of the market, larger clients that are really pushing the innovation agenda and therefore gave me a bunch of great energy around transitioning my responsibilities from kind of client management per se to being a part of the company that actually thinks about what are those unmet needs and then helps the company and our strategic partnerships work on our behalf to actually meet them and differentiate ourselves in the marketplace. So I work with a really broad team, peers, and those that work on my team and we're evaluating the unmet needs of the marketplace. We are evaluating them across solutions and capabilities that are, call it, more medically anchored or behavioral health anchored, or Kelly mentioned pharmacy anchored. Many of our clients actually purchase all of those things together because they appreciate the clinical outcomes that can come from the integration of those concepts and those calls to action into the customers that we are serving and the employees that they're offering those benefits to. And so I really love that because we're looking at a high level. How do we differentiate? And then we are taking that one, two, three, four steps below and designing solutions with technology, with our clinical teams and others in the organization to bring them to life. So Heather, what are some of the top trends that you're seeing in healthcare this year? What should employers be thinking about and keeping an eye on in terms of workforce health and well-being? In our business, we serve many different types of employers, all different sizes, 
all different industry types. And obviously, there are elements of the needs that I'm about to talk about that will differ from kind of one size to another, one industry's type to another. But I would say all are focused on lowering cost of care. And some of the other things that I'll talk about are enablers to lowering cost of care. But at the very top of every employer and or plan sponsor's mind is the opportunity that we have to lower cost of care. And yes, that includes the very traditional basic things like contract and affordable network. But I like to think that, wow, that's still a huge priority for everybody in the space that we are, which is kind of orchestrating access to providers, that the innovation thinking stretches beyond to how do we unlock value-based care. And when I say value-based care, there is an element of contracting that's underneath that. But it's very much more than that. There are tons of different ways we can impact care patterns to ensure that optimal treatment, optimal site of care, optimal physician choice is more prevalent than it otherwise would be. And we're focused a lot on that. So at the very tip of the spear is lowering cost of care. Underneath lower cost of care, many other things. We'll spend some time talking about those today. There's an evolution in care delivery that's happening. as a heightened focus on care navigation. And at Cigna, it's not only a focus on care navigation, but the integration of care navigation across the path that our customers go on when they're accessing care, population health and health equity, and the changing workforce that has different needs as it relates to focuses on experience and things that they want to make their lives better. So you talked about care patterns. What about care delivery? It seems like there's been so much innovation in that area, particularly since the pandemic. What can we expect to see in that space in 2024? So that's really connected to the last set of statements that I made because there's been such an evolution in care delivery over the last decade. And there's a huge opportunity to change the healthcare landscape now that there are new, let's say, non-traditional and value-based care models that are more prevalent now than they ever were before. So it's still the case that many Americans, a third, report they don't have a PCP. And 80% of physicians feel overextended. And so there are new and non-traditional care delivery models that do have the potential to impact or mitigate the effect of physician shortages and meeting customers where they want to be. So there's a huge hybrid approach right now, which is in a mix of technology and human-centered support. And that'll continue to be key in 2024. So when I use the word non-traditional, I'm talking about things like retail health clinics, freestanding emergency rooms, diagnostic testing centers, virtual care, there are freestanding infusion centers, and digital tools that help support healthy lifestyles and home, even home care visits. And so these kinds of approaches can allow traditional providers to practice at the very top of their license and improve access to care for patients. So if I just take a minute and double click on virtual care, obviously we saw a dramatic increase in that in COVID-19. It is sustained in adoption after the pandemic. And back in 2022, interested in the statistic and how it played out for 2023, 
21% of all of our claims processed were for virtual visits. And our virtual health services are delivered through MD Live. It's a company that's kind of part of Evernorth Health Services, which is a company owned by the Cigna Group, are designed to help people manage whatever challenges they're facing. They are like life stressors, healthy lifestyle coaching, mental health care, primary care, urgent care, dental care. And we do offer plan designs and experiences that give our customers the freedom to select tailored to their preferences, which does include virtual care availability. There's also other things that we're doing that I wanted to spend a minute about. A program that we launched in 2023 that we call uh, More Than RX. About 20% of the U.S. population lives in rural areas, but less than 10% of U.S. physicians practice in those communities. And so people in these rural areas, they, they sometimes don't have access to primary care doctors when they need a prescription. And broader hospitals and doctors in these kinds of locations can be challenging. So we have 65,000 pharmacies across the country employing over 300,000 pharmacists. And those pharmacists have untapped potential. So through more than RX, we're opening new doors of access to patients through partnerships with independent retail pharmacies across the nation. And we're able to use the size and scale to negotiate deeper discounts for our planned sponsors and then billing through the pharmacy for basic products and services that are more accessible in the pharmacy for communities nationwide. So pharmacists in our network can administer vaccines, test for common disease and illnesses, and immediately prescribe and then fill the medication. So I'm giving you a couple examples of how care is evolving, though there are many more actually. And as care evolves, it allows us as payers for the plan sponsors that we work with to unlock total cost of care through new innovation means. As you talk through all of that, I can't help but think about there's so much out there, but it can be so challenging to navigate healthcare. And that's coming from me, somebody who's been in this industry my whole career. Can you talk more about care navigation and are there improvements that are happening in that area to help patients? It is or can feel daunting that everybody that works in this industry has talked about how fragmented it is. And there's a lot of innovation and, and particularly innovation in navigation in the last five, six, seven years. And we still say healthcare is fragmented. There's a ton of navigation innovation happening in the industry. We do navigation. There's a ton of smaller companies that have really great expertise in customer experience, advocacy, kind of clinical expertise. And so what we see is the potential to take all of that goodness, but further connect that goodness to the broader path that customers navigate when they are accessing care. And what I mean by that is when a customer is accessing care, they're navigating their benefits, they're navigating their choice of physician. They're navigating their site of care. They're navigating the therapy that they may decide. They may be choosing to access a virtual provider like we talked about. And so we're really focused on connecting navigation and integrating benefits to ensure that the power of customer experience, which is really what's underneath navigation 
is more relentlessly oriented around the total path that a customer has in front of them versus a part of it, which sometimes navigation can be focused only on. So at the highest level, let me just not take a minute to skip over the fact that what I described, which is integrating navigation within a broader path, is at the core of what Cigna has had as its persona in the marketplace as long as I've been here. We've always talked about the value of integration. In fact, in 2023, released our sixth value of integration study in partnership with Aon. The study analyzed our employer clients with Cigna Healthcare Medical Pharmacy Behavioral Health benefits against our medical clients that have more fragmented pharmacy and behavioral health benefits. And that study found that employers with integrated benefits saved $148 per member per year. So therefore, we know benefit structure is linked to health outcomes and cost savings. Our history of integrated benefits does drive innovation. But like I started, we still say healthcare is fragmented. So there, there is more for even us to do. So to that end, I may just talk to you a little bit about how we are thinking about integrating navigation more broadly within the, the benefit experience. And so I'll use an example of our Pathwell Specialty Program. Our Pathwell Specialty Program helps patients that need injections or infusions of specialty medications get their treatment in convenient infusion centers or even in their own homes rather than in a hospital where the same medication cost can be at least twice as much. And so remember when I made that total cost of care point up front, I was talking about how there are such differences in what the outcomes can be depending on the choices that a customer makes on where they get care, who they get care from. This is one of the examples of where there's a big difference between the outcomes that come and where you can get an injection or an infusion. There are differences of hundreds of thousands of dollars um, if you get your infusion done in one place versus another. So let me just give you an example of how Pathwell works. Um, specialty medications come with really complex diagnoses. So when an infusion diagnosis or a condition diagnosis then requires an infusion as a treatment, a treatment plan calls for the specialty medication. And in this particular example, I'll give you, maybe it has to be done every four weeks at a local hospital. And customers can be struggling trying to find transportation. If they're struggling to find transportation, that's going to impact their ability to remain adherent. And so we understand that through the power of information that we have, and we work, a care manager that's dedicated to a customer in this kind of situation, we work with them and their doctor to arrange for an Acredo specialty pharmacy nurse to administer the injection in the home. So allowing this customer to have the injection in the home improves his medication adherence, his overall care experience, because it's not as laborious for him to get it, and reduces the cost of his treatment by approximately $350,000. To that end, what Pathwell is doing is it's taking the navigation component in the form of this dedicated care manager who's working individually with this person and his doctor and wrapping what they're doing around the broader experience that he has, both in the condition 
as well as in the choices that he has on where to actually have his care administered. When you talk about pathway specialty, it just um, it hits close to home, right? Because as I think you know, my husband several years ago had a very serious illness and he was fortunate to get some of his care at home. But I just think about if we would have had that type of program available to us. I remember so many long drives to University of Pennsylvania Hospital for him to sit there and get an infusion. And that absolutely would have been life-changing. So that's really, really intriguing to think about. Earlier, you mentioned that population health and health equity will be important for organizations to think about this year. Um, what does this mean for the healthcare landscape and what opportunities do you see? Health equity is a huge call to action for our industry. And many studies show if done better, we can have a much more significant collective impact on health and health outcomes for care that people receive. And we definitely feel great push from the marketplace towards health equity, taking social determinants of health into account to help ensure all people have the same opportunities to thrive. And there's a big concerted effort between employers and payers to build equitable benefits plans rooted in data and personalization. And so we think about that opportunity in a couple different dimensions. So as it relates to how employers have an opportunity to embed equity into the core of their benefits. An example is how we partner to offer comprehensive and convenient access points to care. In all of our networks, virtual, digital, on-site clinics, pharmacy, home delivery, and we leverage social determinants of health screenings across every case management and coaching touchpoint we have. And our case managers undergo specialized training to help identify and support individuals that would be better served with social determinants of health information and help them resolve those barriers. That's one. Creating solutions that produce equitable outcomes. So an example of this is how we identified and addressed significant disparities in breast cancer screening rates between African-American and white healthcare customers in Tennessee. We eliminated the health disparity in this community by launching a reminder campaign to improve screening rates provided to care through a mobile mammogram visits in the community. Another example of this is how we improve health outcomes for at-risk diabetic customers by connecting customers with the right resources with our community health workers program. These community workers are culturally familiar individuals who help build trust and address barriers to care, resulting in improved health outcomes like weight loss and lower blood pressure, cholesterol, and A1C. And I don't want to leave this question without acknowledging the announcement we just made. Cigna Healthcare and HelloFresh are teaming up to expand access to affordable, healthy meals. And so in this, our Employer clients can choose from a variety of HelloFresh options with no minimum purchase amount at a differentiated discount level. Those options include e-gift cards for employees to purchase healthy meal options, discounted meal kit subscriptions, or drop ship options to deliver healthy meals directly to employees' doorsteps, especially for those who may experience food insecurity, live in food deserts, or manage complex conditions. In addition to the way that we're extending the discounted access to our employers, we're also teaming up to provide free meal kits for people experiencing food insecurity in local communities through HelloFresh's Meals with Meaning program. I love that. 
I really, I get so excited hearing about how Cigna comes up with these innovative ways to help people, how we step into the community. Um, it really goes above and beyond, I think, what people think of as a traditional health services company um, and really helps you get your arms around how we try to deliver on our mission each and every day. So thank you so much for those examples. So I guess we're getting close to the time. We should probably be wrapping up here, but just stepping back a bit, are there any other trends that you would want to call out that we haven't gotten to in terms of shaping the broader healthcare experience for people? Yeah, I would. The workforce is changing. The need sets of our prospective customers and employees is getting broader. There's a lot of interest in having experiences and programs that help people feel more fulfilled about their life and therefore sentiments that employers value their vitality. To that end, our company has increased its focus on vitality. We think employers and plan sponsors need to deeply understand what drives employee vitality so that they can tailor their benefits and their design accordingly. We studied it and we know that higher vitality is linked to more motivated, connected, and productive workforces. Yet there are many adults that are operating with low levels of vitality, jeopardizing their ability to engage and contribute and increasing the likelihood of poor work quality, absenteeism, and turnover. And so our research shows, for example, that Generation Z has the lowest levels of vitality or otherwise send their ability to pursue life with health, strength, and energy than any other generation. And mental health challenges play a considerable role in lower vitality. The study has a lot of insights. And so I recommend for anybody that hasn't taken a look at it to do so. I'll just talk about two things that Cigna is doing in relationship to what we learned. We have a powerful tool for employers who want to ease access to behavioral health care for their workforce. We call that Confide Navigator. It's an enhanced employee assistance program. EAP programs or employee assistant programs make it easier for employees to get the resources and behavioral health care they need in their everyday life. And that does include solving personal issues, mental and emotional health care struggles, and tackling things like depression, anxiety, substance abuse, and more. Um, but Confide Navigator takes EAP to the very next level by using clinical data, predictive modeling, in order to deliver a personalized concierge level service that includes enhanced digital capabilities and more human navigation. And that service offers customers and members of their household real-time confidential support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, which as anybody knows is so important because it is hard to find mental health care. And second is we just recently announced our partnership with Virgin Pulse. Virgin Pulse will offer a connected and personalized health experience to support the vitality of our approximately 11 million commercial customers. And we're integrating Virgin Pulse and their well-being platform through MySigna to empower individuals and workforce as a whole to make better health choices and develop better habits throughout their healthcare journey. And really, they do wonderful things. 70% of employees enrolled in a wellness program have reported higher job satisfaction than those not enrolled. And additionally, 85% of executives are agreeing that employee health is key to improve productivity. So more access to behavioral health and more orientation around health and wellness and giving people programs that help 
them live a better life and feel like they have more support for healthiness is a big part of where the entire marketplace is focused. And we feel very proud of the few things I mentioned and others that we're doing in this space. I'm so glad you went there, Heather. The whole concept of vitality to me and and improving vitality is so powerful and one that people seem to really be able to relate to. And I love the examples you gave in terms of the support on mental health and wellness. So thank you so much for everything today. You were, as always, a wealth of information and ideas. And I'd like to also thank our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Health Unscripted Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Health Unscripted, brought to you by The Signer Group. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.